broad risk or the possibility of any unexpected financial, reputational, or material losses due to fraudulent activity by malicious actors is one of the threats that technology leaders face in their daily operations. Prowl's 2023 Fraud and Financial Crime Report revealed that the majority of businesses believe that financial crime risk will arise over the course of the next year. The survey also revealed that organizations fear that governments will not be able to keep up with the rapid advancement of technology and rise in criminal activities. Moreover, two-thirds of respondents stated they were prioritizing their own technological investments in order to close this gap. But the questions remain, what kinds of technological investments should tech leaders prioritize in order to close the gap? And how vital is artificial intelligence in mitigating fraud risk? Here is Mike Foster, President and CEO at Symphony AI Sensor Netribille, who shed light on the topic. So, Mike, welcome to the Fraud Chat for Future CIO. Thanks very much. Great to spend some time with you guys. Let's start with the first question. How much money laundering today inadvertently flows through banks? Well, that's a a, a very difficult question to answer. I guess if I try and quantify it for you, roughly somewhere between four and five trillion dollars is laundered annually. So that's about four percent of GDP. The business of laundering money. Right? So the illegal business of, of trying to launder that money back into uh, into the legal financial system is worth about $1.5, $1.6 trillion. So this is a vast, vast business. How much of that flows through a bank or other financial institutions is very difficult to actually specifically pinpoint. So I think you know, if you look at the big numbers, it's a very significant amount of money. And without a doubt, that, that number is uh, at risk of growing annually at uh, so potentially accelerating quite significantly as, as we move through new technology advances that, in essence, bad actors are using and adopting to launder money. So what role can AI play in automating the process of monitoring and analyzing large volumes of financial data for a potential money laundering activity? Historically, a financial institution has adopted a rules-based technology platform and those rules are, are well understood, are very clearly defined and are set out as part of their regulatory obligations that they need. They are there to meet and are measured against in use cases to disrupt, spot, identify and, uh, and disrupt illegal financial transactions. The challenge with a rules based system is they tend to be very static and the the way in which Organized crime groups or, you know, skilled individuals are now adopting technology to beat the rule systems is at such a level that a rules based system alone is no longer sufficient to identify and disrupt illegal financial activities. Therefore, new technologies need to be adopted in very thoughtful ways. And some of those technologies would include machine learning, AI, generative AI, and predictive AI. And they provide a far more dynamic capability that is able to pivot and change against new trends, patterns, and identified, new identified threats to be far more efficient at disrupting and identifying illegal transactions. Okay, so specifically, do you have any examples how AI is being used in mitigating risk at financial institutions in Asia? 
Uh, I do, yes. So I would suggest that probably the majority now of financial institutions across Asia have adopted AI in their anti-money laundering platform at one level or another. Right? And there is a there is definitely a differentiation of adoption curves. Right? So you know, how progressive particular financial institutions will be with their AI adoption. But it would be very, very uncommon now, very unusual for a financial institution not to have any AI already within its anti-money laundering platforms and systems. And you know, a, a common use case would be looking at an unusual pattern of behavior. So, for example, if an individual has got a regular deposit, that's their salary that's paid on a regular day every month, uh, a regular and, and reasonably predictive amount, and those amounts might start to fluctuate. So there are significant deposits being made unusually and there are maybe significant uh, withdrawals being made unusually. Those patterns can't really be spotted very easily by a rule-based system because they're just looking at a static. And AI is very good at understanding those changes of patterns dynamically and then flagging those as an an unusual activity or an alert, uh, which would then go through further investigation to understand whether that is just genuinely or just a, a legitimate changing behavior or you know, something that requires further investigation that may be you know, unusual or uh, illegal activity. How about the potential limitations and challenges of using artificial intelligence to combat money laundering in the banking sector? So AI is, is very progressive. The technology is moving at a significant pace. AI itself, I don't think, is the challenge of the adoption of AI and how it's the specific use cases that AI is brought into to deal with is probably you know, where, the, where the focus and the deep consideration needs to, to be thought through. And AI is not just one common, right? Yeah, there are variations of AI, right? So whether the, the models are supervised, semi-supervised, unsupervised, needs very careful thought into how that is then deployed into the, the, the use case or the workflow or the system. The thing I'd also say is that in the business of anti-money laundering, the ethics of AI are particularly important. If you make a bad decision and you are accusing somebody of illegal activity, whether they, yeah, and they are not, regardless of that they have been found not to have been, it has a very profound impact on that individual's life. Therefore, you have to be very sure and very, you know, and high levels of, of evidence before you would move through into that process. So, so AI alone is not sufficient. And we're very clear that you still need human intervention and humans involved in the process of anti-money laundering regulatory compliance alongside technology to assure yourself of the best possible outcome uh, and the highest levels of performance. So AI alone is, is just not sufficient. Okay, you answered a bit about this, but are there any other ethical considerations and potential biases associated with using AI in AML efforts at banks? I think um, as we're moving far more or, or, you know, extremely quickly into the world of generative AI, where we're uh, leveraging in some instances extremely large models, there is always a risk of hallucinations is kind of a common term we use now. So, yeah, an, an output that may not necessarily be, be true or, or accurate. The way we address that in the world of anti-money laundering is that we've got many, many years of history working in this field. And we understand very, very well, very clearly 
what the correct action should be based on a particular profile or an MO, right? The way in which particular crime is committed and then money laundered, laundered through that. So we've been able to build our own models that are not based off generic data. They're very specific models focused on and the world of anti-money laundering, the business of anti-money laundering that we layer into our Gen AI and AI models that remove, mitigate significantly any risk of a non-ethical decision or hallucination. So it's very, very focused on a, a quite tight, narrow use case actually which is anti-money laundering whereas chat gtp would use a, a large action model that is vast right yeah and, and it would address a billion use cases potentially so what is your advice for tech leaders cios cpos cros compliance heads evaluating ai as a solution to enhance their anti-fraud or money laundering measures the first thing i would say is this needs to be considered in a in, in the end-to-end use case of anti-money laundering risk and compliance. There are, of course, point solutions, and that's fine that you can deploy to, but the end-to-end business operation is absolutely critical to consider. The, the risk appetite would vary between financial institutions of the adoption of technology. That's something that needs to be clearly thought through. I think that there are a couple of things that are really, really, really important. And the the first would be, regardless of the technology that a financial institution has adopted, its ability to demonstrate and evidence the full traceability of a decision made on outcome derived through the use of technology is absolutely critical to both themselves, of course, but also to the regulator. So how did you get to that decision? What steps were taken? Who did what? When did it take place? what technology, what data was consumed in the making of those decisions is the most important thing because regardless of the adoption of the technology within the organisation, unless you can demonstrate that, you can't use it in the space of anti-money laundering. The Risk and Compliance Committee, the regulator, would just not accept that level of technology adoption without that traceability being in place. That would be point one. The second point is the adoption of cloud. And that will vary by financial institution, that would vary by actually by, by country and region actually as well to leverage to get the most value from AI and generative AI and, and the, the rapid acceleration of the performance of these technologies is, is phenomenal I think it's probably the, the most aggressive technology move we've seen in the last 30 years probably if you are unable to adopt cloud technologies to support that adoption of gen AI I think that's going to be very difficult right? and yeah, understanding the way in which you can say safely, securely adopt public cloud into your operation for AML, I think is something that needs very careful thought for a financial institution, but I would encourage them strongly to think about how they can accelerate that adoption. Okay, so 2024 is coming. How do you see regulators and financial services industries in Asia step up their use of AI in the area of fraud prevention? That's a great question. I was very fortunate to be at the Singapore FinTech Festival in uh, in October. I was absolutely blown away by the progressive um, adoption of, of technology across Asia. I had the opportunity to speak to a number of uh, senior executives in financial institutions and also a number of regulators. And I would say that they are extremely progressive, very supportive, extremely interested in the adoption of AI, Gen AI, predictive AI. I think the development 
development of the use cases and the maturity of those use cases has accelerated significantly and is continuing to accelerate significantly. I know from a personal point of view, the number of conversations and the, uh, and the number of banks and other FIs that we are working with around the adoption of, of Gen AI and AI has never been so significant. So I think it will just accelerate even further. It's not easy to change a platform such as your anti-money laundering platform in months. Yeah, these are very complex platforms. The, the data that flows through them is significant. The volume of data, the timing of that data is huge. And of course, if it isn't working, then that has a significant impact on the performance of, of the bank uh, or the other, you know, or the financial institution. My view is that generative AI will accelerate the adoption of generative AI will accelerate significantly through 2024. And the primary use case I see is around co-pilots. Yeah, a co-pilot, a generative AI technology augmenting the work and helping the work of, say, an investigator in the world of an anti-money laundering use case, helping gather more information, running a whole number of maybe more mundane tasks, internet searches, reviewing and scanning documents, bringing together dossiers of information digitally into folders that then allow the investigator to focus on uh, you know, the, the more complex parts of that investigation process where they're actually able to really take you know, a, a good look at that data and that intelligence without having to keep you know, scan, copy, paste, move from screen to screen. Yeah, go visit lots of other different systems to gather information. Technology can do that for them and automate all of that and then help the use case and the workflows accelerate. We've seen some performance numbers that improve the efficiency of up to 70% by using Gen AI in that particular use case. So yeah, the benefits are very, very significant when you think that there are hundreds of hundreds of thousands of people working around the world in the field of anti-money laundering investigation. Yeah, the, the payback is massive. Okay, thank you. I'll turn this over to Alan if he still has some questions. Yeah, thanks for that one, Mel. Mike, if I have to ask you this. So, so let's say, okay, um, the, the CIO together with the risk uh, officer and um, uh, the, the organization, the financial institution, is that I'm going to work with the uh, Symphony AI to introduce AI into our uh, anti-money laundering, anti-fraud processes. One, what's the step forward? How do they do the process and how do they integrate this solution that you may have without necessarily causing disruption to the way they currently do things? Great question, Alan. There are always a number of very, let me put it another way, there are two or three use cases, Alan, that would normally trigger an engagement with us with a, with a financial institution. They may be operational expense, right? So, you know, the, because the volume of digital transactions has accelerated significantly, more and more people are needed now in the process of, uh, you know, of full compliance. And there just aren't enough people around, <laughs> frankly, to cut. So, we have to adopt technology to deal with the human challenge right now would be point one. Point two would be the effectiveness of an existing system may just not be sufficient. If you're only able to spot or you suspect you're only able to identify 50% or 60% of you know, suspicious activities, you may well want to improve that performance by adopting some new technology on top of what else have you got. The third might be that you've gone through uh, a review with the regulator and the regulator might have asked you to address some operational 
operational performance areas, and therefore you might want to do that for the use of technology. So there are a number of number of drivers, Adam, that would, would drive that engagement. Uh, of course, we'd want to understand the, the landscape of that customer's AML platform, how they're using it, the data, the use cases, operational risk, technology adoption. There's a whole bunch of things that we'd want to think about. But what's important um, is you, you, you can't then easily say to a financial institution that may have had a system for 10 years, 15 years, right? Yeah, these kind of AML compliance software tends to be in a, in a financial institution for a very long time because they're very complex systems to deploy as part of the DNA of the financial institution. So, you know, a rip and replace is quite a significant step. So what do we do? We look to augment an existing system with new technologies. So we will put generative AI technology alongside an existing system and we take the data and the alerts and run that through our AI and Gen AI models and then bring that back into the core platform where typically the case management and workflows would sit and then allow that to, to take its natural course. So it's often it's more of an augmentation than a replacement, albeit now we've kind of seem to have got to a point yeah, where a lot of systems have been in for 5, 10, 15 years. The progressiveness of those existing systems has reached its limit. There are still many, many, many homegrown in-house built systems, probably 50, 60% of software used for compliance and regulation is in-house developed and it's kind of reached its endpoint now. It's reached its capability. And therefore, we are seeing quite an uptake in organisations looking to adopt a full new system. Okay, thank you so much, Mike. Once again, that is Mike Foster, President and CEO at Symphony AI Sense and Net Reveal on mitigating fraud risk with AI. And this is Podchat with Future CIO. Thank you so much. Uh, just thanks for the time, guys. It's been great to spend some time with you. It's a truly fascinating technology environment that we're in right now. I, I think that there is a digital transformation happening right in front of us right now that we've never seen before. So uh, super exciting times, and uh, there's an awful lot of things to look forward to in the coming 12 to 24 months. That was Mike Foster, President and CEO for Symphony AI Sense and Net Reveal, on the topic of mitigating fraud risk in the banking sector with artificial intelligence. You are listening in the podcast for future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now.